right. And Aaron Rodgers is a New York Jet. It's the Lakers, it's the Nuggets in the West, it's the Celtics, it's the Heat in the East, it's the NBA Finals. There's so much going on if you're a sports fan right now with baseball, NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, and the NFL offseason. Let's go! NFL Honors was recent, and the New York Jets had two NFL Honors Rookie of the Year's offense and defensive players Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner. And here we go. What is going on, everyone? You are back here on Jake's Takes, of course, the podcast presented by Tunnel Vision Sports. We are here on a Saturday. Uh, I am excited to bring you the news to start your weekend off. As always, I'm Jake Serrano. Happy Saturday to everyone. We got lots to talk about today. Might be a little bit of a shorter show, but I made it happen. We're here. Excited to be back. And there's a lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of interesting topics, a lot of things happen during the week. So we're going to talk about some notable news. Um, we're going to talk about uh, some big NFL news, some series lead in the NBA, in the Stanley Cup, in the NHL, some softball news. So we got it all here, uh, especially um, we got some some baseball postponings. We'll, we'll probably talk about that right now. Uh, with the weather, the air quality has been bad over here. I'm in New Jersey, as we know, uh, the past couple days, and they postponed a few games back on I believe it was Wednesday or Thursday. Um, Yankees and the Phillies, they postponed their games because New York's air quality was absolutely disgusting. I mean, the sky was orange. Um, it's been pretty bad over here, too. A lot better today on the Saturday morning. Um, well, recording Friday, but I know it's going to be nice tomorrow. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it was pretty bad, and now it's a lot better. Um, so that happened, um, and we are moving and grooving here. So I'm excited to see. Uh, what happens in the NFL? I, I want to see what happens with the Jets. We might not talk. Well, I'll probably talk about them a little, a little, but not not like I used to. Um, I'm excited to see what happens with a lot of things. Maybe I can make it out to a Jets game this year. There's going to be a lot of good games. Those first six home is the first six home games are pretty pretty brutal, but they're good teams to play. Um, and if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. So I, I might want to stop out and see some of those. That'd be pretty cool um, and catch those. Uh, but it's looking sunny outside today, and it's looking sunny on this podcast, bright and positive, and we're going to talk about some good things today. So let's get rocking and rolling here with Jake's Takes. Here we go. Hike! So with the Jets, Safe and Jordy Whitehead's contract has been restructured. Um, the Jets save a little over $5 million in cap this year, so they could be saving up for Quinn Williams' contract. The Jets are estimated to have over $25 million in cap, which we'll talk about a little bit later in the show. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if more contracts will be adjusted. But Quinn Williams still needs his contract, and I feel like that could be a move for the Jets moving forward um, as they try and correct that safety position, try to correct their money, and find a way to not only sign Quinn Williams. Remember, Aaron Rodgers has got a big cap hat next year, so they might want to adjust his contract as well. Um, in the NCAA, one of the biggest top prospects for the NBA, this was happening, I believe, net last week, uh, Big Ten and National Player of the Year, Zach Eady from Purdue, he's going to return back to the Boilermakers for a senior season and instead of entering the NBA draft. So he's taking a step back. He did apply, I believe, back in April, and then he withdrew his decision not too long ago. Um, but this marks the second season in a row that a player of the year has opted out of the draft to return to college instead of the pros. So the seven-foot giant will look to make the Boilermakers back to the NCAA tournament. We'll see if they could do that. They have not won a championship the last few years, um, and I'm curious to see if he could be the one 
to help them back to that situation. Back in the NFL, Pat McAfee's show is taking $85 million with ESPN. Um, instead of taking, I believe it was the four-year $120 million with FanDuel for four years. So they're taking a five-year deal with ESPN for $85 million. Um, and he's going to be getting, I believe Pat McAfee is going to get ESPN Cable, ESPN Free YouTube, and ESPN Plus. So stay tuned for that. Um, in the NBA, Coach Monty Williams is signing with Detroit, the Pistons, on a six-year, $78.5 million contract, making it the largest coaching deal in the league's history. Williams was fired by the Suns in May uh, after his four seasons as their coach. The move comes after their Western Conference semifinals loss. Williams was named Coach of the Year in 2022, and you got to remember, he led them to a franchise record 64 wins back in 2021, uh, the 2022 season, and an NBA Finals appearance at 21. So the Pistons are getting a highly regarded coach here um, and could make serious waves with the already talent they have on their team. Um, and Monty Williams is going to come around. I think he might just change what's going on over there in Detroit and make them very successful. Um, Lionel Messi, so he left PSG not too long ago. I believe it was last week, earlier in the week, um, after he spent a couple years with the club. But he had 32 goals in 74 games, 35 assists. In December, he led Argentina to the World Cup, as we know, and he was named Footballer of the Year at the Best FIFA Awards in February. Now he's coming to the United States. So Messi... Um, is actually going to join Miami, I believe, with David Beckham. Um, and that should be really interesting. So he's coming over to the United States, and I think he could leave a serious mark uh, on the franchise in the MLS, um, taking that turn to come over here. And, you know, it could be a serious change for him, and we'll see what happens. But um, it, it's probably going to be one of the biggest news in the MLS in probably over 20 years. I expect Messi to gain a lot of coverage down there. Messi said after winning the World Cup and not being able to return to Barcelona, it was my turn to go to the League of the United States and live football another way and enjoy the day-to-day -day move. So Messi excited to be over here in the United States and it promises to be, as I mentioned before, one of the biggest signings in the MLS history um, and it's only going to come up to rivaled by uh, David Beckham, the signing of him. So, Messi, big move. I think he's going to get a lot of coverage down there in Miami, especially he's in Miami. So, um, that's already a big market already. And I'm curious to see what happens there. Big news, Dalvin Cook was released in the NFL by the Vikings. The four-time Pro Bowl back is now a free agent. On Monday, Sports Illustrator's Albert Breer reported that the Vikings and the Dolphins almost had a deal done back in March for a trade. So, could the 27-year-old running back, who's run over for 1,000 yards each of the last four seasons, be on the move to Miami? Like Messi, as we just talked about, could the Dolphins add a deadly weapon to their core and an already dangerous AFCE? So I'm curious to see where he'll move. We're actually, that's one of our topics today, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show. Um, the league is investigating in the NFL Colts cornerback Isaiah Rogers for possible violations of the gambling policy. According to ESPN, a sportsbook account was opened under the name of the associate of Rogers, and there was a approximately 100 bets placed on the account over an undisclosed amount of time, including on Colts games, which you're not supposed to do. You're also not supposed to bet on the NFL. Uh, I believe if you bet in the in the sports like arena or like Jamison Williams did with the Lions, he got a he got a smaller suspension 
because he didn't bet on the NFL, but he bet it in the facilities. So we'll see what happens with this case. But the NFL is really cracking down on this kind of stuff. Um, they said the bets were between $25 and $50. Rodgers, only a six-round six pick, so he really can't um, afford to be making these kind of you know this mistakes. Uh, entering the final year of his four-year deal, $3.4 million contract, started nine games in 2022, probably was going to start this year. Um, and it adds to a growing list, as I mentioned, to players being flagged or penalized for sports betting. As I mentioned, Jamison Williams for Lions, six weeks. Calvin Ridley, as we know, last year was suspended for over a year. Um, there's, there's many other players suspended indefinitely as the league continues to crack down on these policies. And uh, and it's becoming more and more of an issue in the NFL. Um, in hockey, Stanley Cup playoffs, the Panthers got game three. And it's been a bit of a, a bit of a swing a little bit. The Stanley Cup playoffs for the Golden Knights, they won two in a row. And game two, they blew out the Panthers 7-2, led the series 2-0. Uh, Brett Howden and Jonathan Marchessault combined for four goals in that game. But it would be the Panthers in game three coming back 3-2 in overtime to take the win over the, uh, over the Vegas Knights. Uh, and now... They have a bit of a notch in this series, or just to the Golden Knights, excuse me, and they will stay alive. They were looking, it was looking like another sweep for Vegas, but they stopped that, um, and we shall see what what will happen in the in the NHL Stanley Cup Finals, and I'm, I'm curious to see what will happen going forward, but it's been an interesting final so far, not only for that, but for the NBA Finals as well, um, and Game 3 was on Wednesday night. Uh, the Denver Nuggets took that game, I believe their series is 2-1. to one. Uh, Nikolai Jokic and company defeated Jimmy Butler, as I mentioned, 109-94. to They grabbed a 2-1 lead in the series. Jamal Murray and Jokic combined for 66 points in that game, nearly 61% of the team's points. Uh, but if that wasn't enough, Jokic and Murray made NBA history that night, becoming the first duo ever to record a 30-point triple-double. Jokic delivered a stat line never seen before in NBA Finals history with 32 points, 21 rebounds, and 10 assists. It was his eighth triple-double in his past 11 postseason games. Wow, wow. I mean, like an absolute stunner. Um, and we shall see what game four brings. Can Miami come back and tie up this series? They did shut them down in game two. Everyone was talking about, okay, Jokic, 40 points. He only has less than five assists. Uh, Jokic, they've lost every game in the postseason when he scores 40. Is that too much of a hog? Um, we'll see what happens. But the two-time MVP... He is rolling, and uh, he has his Denver Nuggets up in the series right now. So as of as of right now, the West leads the leads the leads the finals, and the Nuggets are winning that. So we shall see what happens moving forward. Um, but clearly, Jokic uh, did not shut down in Game Three. So, but back to the NFL, the Buffalo Bills. This is interesting. They broke ground in a new 1.5 billion dollar stadium as their construction has begun. Uh, the stadium expects to be done by 2026. It's expected to seat over 63,000 fans and has a 30-year lease, a non-relocation agreement. So the Bills will be in Buffalo for quite a bit. Um, but it's the smallest second market in the NFL. Um, and since 1973, the Bills have played in Erie County-owned Highmark Stadium, the fourth oldest stadium in the NFL. The lease for that stadium has been extended to 2028 to allow for any potential construction issues or delays. 
So we'll see what happens there. In the MLB, former first baseman um, Albert Pujols, who played 22 seasons in the MLB for the Cardinals, Angels, and Dodgers, was named special assistant to Commissioner Rob Manfred on Monday. Pujols will consult with the MLB on a range of topics, which is pretty cool, um, and I think it's pretty dynamic of the MLB. So here's what he'll be doing. He's including player relations and issues regarding his home country, the Dominican Republic, and he will also work on it as an on-air analyst for the MLB Network. Something else that was pretty cool um, that has to do kind of with the business side of things, but in golf, PGA and Live Golf are agreeing to merge. So they agree on a turn to merge. PIF, which is the public investment fund for Live Golf, uh, with over $600 billion in assets, I want to make sure I get the number right, will be the leading investor in the yet to be named new entity. I don't know if they named it yet, so I'm going to look. Um, but I put that there because they definitely did not name it. I wrote myself a little note so I wouldn't forget. Um, but it will become a premier corporate sponsor of the PGA Tour, DP World Tour, and other international tours. And there's been a lot of tension over these two companies the past few months. Commissioner Jay Monahan, he finally did it. He surprised people with, with a move, but he only had good things to say about the agreement. Um, and he said this is really going to benefit both companies moving forward, and it's going to make it easier for the players kind of going back and forth. Um, and, and it's going to take a lot of stress out of the golf world. So taking it back to the NFL, kind of all over the place today. Um, Cleveland Browns players this week were robbed at gunpoint, six masked men. Uh, the two players, Greg Newsom II and Perrion Winfrey, uh, were leaving a nightclub Monday when the incident occurred. Suspects stole jewelry and Newsom's truck in the process. Luckily, no one was injured, but the investigation for the men is still ongoing. Um, and it's just another tragic event that has gone on in the sports world. Um, but taking a switch of that, um, the EA Madden 24 cover has been announced. It's official. It will be Buffalo Bills superstar Josh Allen. Allen has led the Bills to the playoffs four out of five seasons. He's been there. He started at quarterback and led the Bills to their first playoff victory and conference championship appearance in 25 seasons. So congratulations, Josh Allen, and hopefully you do not get the Madden curse. Uh, the former wide receiver for the Cardinals and Texans, five-time Pro Bowler DeAndre Hopkins, will meet with the Tennessee Titans starting next week. Hopkins would be a huge upgrade to the Titans, who had more receiving yards last season than any other Titans receiver. If the Titans sign Hopkins, it would be the great piece to an already dangerous Derrick Henry Young, Traylon Burks. But with Robert Woods on the roster and last season having Julio Jones, could that Julio Jones signing be the same thing as Hopkins? Could we be worried for the team? I don't know. I think Hopkins is more in a better situation, um, and he definitely, I believe he knows very well. I think he was, they've been on the same team before, um, and I think, or at least Vrabel was coaching one team that he was on. I Maybe it was the Texans. I don't remember, but uh, there's some similarities there, and it could really help out Ryan Tannehill and that offense, um, and then the Phoenix Suns, going back to them, they're playing to part ways with 12-time All-Star Chris Paul. According to Bleacher Reporters and TNT's Chris Haynes, future Hall of Famer Iffrelis could be one of the biggest free agents this offseason. He's 37 years old, two seasons remaining on his four-year deal, and I'm excited to see what will happen with him. Um, the Suns finished with a 45-37 record last season, but they were eliminated, obviously, as we know, by the Nuggets in the Western Conference semifinals. So his release, I guess, is... Um, a part of that, and they, they seem to be moving on as they have Kevin Durant, um, you know Devin Booker, and a lot of other star talent. They're going to get rid of Chris Paul. So moving on to one of our first topics of the day. Um, it's a little bit of a shorter show, so it might be one of our only topics. Um, I'm kind of on a time crunch, which kind of stinks. But the Vikings, they're going to be moving Dalvin Cook. So where will Cook 
be cooking next. The Vikings with this move save over $9 million in cap space. The question really becomes where will he go? So he has some options. The market has changed for running backs. The Vikings who relied on Cook a lot under head coach Mike Zimmer were sixth in the NFL in passing this year and ranked towards the bottom in rushing uh, under head coach Kevin O'Connell. The Vikings saw they really didn't need a bell cow. However, the 27-year-old running back is still in his prime, and I believe he still has a lot of juice in the tank. He's a three-down back, and honestly, he could really do anything for an offense. Dalvin Cook will most likely end up with a team who's already won or has major potential, and I could see him ending up on a three-year nice chunky deal uh, for a team. So he's got plenty of options. I'm serious to see where he goes, but there's teams out there. You know, The running back market has changed, and that's kind of a reason the Vikings got rid of him. Um, there's a lot of teams with potential that I think he could go to. The Dolphins, as I mentioned, are already a team interested. The Broncos are already a team interested. We'll talk about those two teams in a minute. But there's a lot of teams that really don't need a running back, if you really think about it. Um, there's a lot of teams that go off a you know simple 2-2 two, two running back uh, kind of duo. You know, the Packers really don't need a running back. The Lions don't really need a running back. You know, the Falcons don't really need a running back. Seahawks don't really need a running back. You know, the list kind of goes on and on. But there is a select few teams that I think he could really have some serious potential for. And a couple that, you know, I kind of just thought would look cool. But there's teams, I, I, there's a couple teams I actually thought that were serious. And there's a couple teams that I kind of just threw in there. And we'll go over them in a minute. I think the Dolphins is really the number one choice. Um, this one's been floating up there for a while. As I mentioned, Albert Breer, if it's true, trade deal back in March. They were already after him. Why wouldn't they be after him already now once he's released and free? Uh, Miami clearly doesn't have a number one back. And Mike McDaniel said some weird stuff in a press conference this week that nobody really knows what he said. But I'm sure it has something to do with Alvin Cook. Kyle Shanahan, he comes from him. Run style heavy offense, as we know. Could entice him to get Dalvin Cook. I mean, it could already add to a speedy offense. Tua, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell. So I'm excited to see what happens there. And um, it seems like a no-brainer to me. Cook posted himself in Miami Hard Rock Stadium. So we'll see what happens there. But I think Miami's number one choice. Now it kind of just goes to all the in and outs. I think the 49ers would be funny if he went there. It would be interesting. It'd be cool. He probably won't be going there. But it brings back to Kyle Shanahan's point. He's a running heavy offense. They really could use him. Um, it's kind of unrealistic because the 49ers already have Christian McCaffrey. But it would help to all their quarterback problems. It would create one heck of a duo um, there on there in San Francisco. The Saints, I actually think, is interesting. Alvin Kamara and Jamal Williams are set. However, Kamara's got battery chargers that could get him into a lot of trouble. This could be why they signed Williams, who had a historic year for the Lions and a career year for himself. But another team that has potential. Um, and I think they could go far. They signed Derek Carr, and they're trying to make new moves. Could they use Dalvin Cook? We'll, we'll have to see what happens there. I think the Broncos are a serious potential team. They have head coach Sean Payton, and they could try and grab Cook. They're already rumored to be interested, so that already makes them easy on my list. Um, it would already add to a dangerous Javante Williams, give him a good duo, give him a good duo behind Russell Wilson, give Sean Payton another weapon on offense, more things to do. Look what he did with Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara over there with the Saints. So... Um, this could be a good spot over there in Denver. Another spot which I'm not really too sure on, but its potential could be the Jets. You know, with Brees Hall coming off the injury, not truly having a number one back, Robert Sala kind of deferring this question to Joe Douglas. Um, this could be interesting. You know, he's coming off the ACL tear, Brees Hall is. Could they use? Could they bring Cook in? I don't know. However, they still have to sign Quinn Williams, as I mentioned earlier in the show, and they're aiming for Brees Hall to be back by week one. As Coach Robert Sala said, he's already hitting 22 miles an hour. Um, he said they said he's looking great, he's looking fast. So could they really use him? But behind Brees Hall, they have Michael Carter, Bam Knight, and Israel Ababadakanda. Um I hope I pronounced him. I hope I pronounced his name right. Israel Ababadakanda. I hope I did that right. 
Um, but the Jets could be in comfortable position. But they do have some complimentary backs behind him, some speedy guys, some pound guys. Um, but we'll see if the Jets are interested in doing that. Now, a couple teams I actually think are going back to the serious stuff, the Bears. Already being the number one team in rushing last season, they could not be done. No more David Montgomery on the team. And remember, Justin Fields has some serious potential. Bears could use a guy like Cook and add to a major upgrade to the offense and really help in the development of Fields and ease the pressure off of him. So that would be something to look for if you're in Chicago and you're a Chicago fan. Um, Bills, they could use Dalvin Cook as the number one back. Uh, he could join his brother James Cook over there in Buffalo. Uh, with Josh Allen, the Bills already have serious potential, but maybe the Madden curse will lead him away. I don't know. Um, but they have a history of making a run. Dalvin Cook would already join a dangerous Bills offense, as we know, with Stephon Diggs. Um, and I believe they, they drafted Dalton Kinkad, uh in the draft this year for a tight end in the first round. So this could be a really good fit for him. And then one more fit that I thought would have been nice would be the Cowboys. They really seek Elliott and the rise of Tony Pollard. Um, the Dallas Cowboys could be needing more firepower. Dak Prescott to the most interceptions of his career last season and pick sixes. Not good. So it would be wise for them to take pressure off, his, off of Dak um, and allow a all-around talent like Cook to be in the mix. The problem is with the Cowboys is the same problem I always mention every year. They're good, but they have problems. And sometimes it's really just the same problems. You know, no no Callum Moore this year. Michael Carthus is going to be calling plays. They want to run more, even more than he did last year. And they ran almost as much as the Bears did in the NFL. They want to run more. So Cook could be a part of those awesome plans they have there just to run the ball all the time uh, over there in Dallas. And it would be a personal decision on Cook's part. We'll see what his expectations are for his team. But Dallas definitely should pursue him if that's their plan moving forward. Um, if they want to run more, I would go out and get Dalvin Cook. It's seemingly a part of their plan. Why wouldn't you already get a back who's on the market and you can go after him already? Um, that's going to close it out for us today. But we do have one more thing to mention. The Oklahoma Sooners softball won the NCAA championship. The Sooners defeated Florida State in a 3-1 to win in Game 2. Best of three in Women's College World Series Finals. So they swept the series there. They extended their win streak to 53 games to continue the longest unbeaten stretch in NCAA Division I softball history. Oklahoma has won seven national championships, only one behind Arizona for second all-time, including five of the last seven. Uh, this season has been the most productive title run for uh, of them all, as the Sooners went 61-1. and with their only loss coming to Baylor back in February. So three championships in three years, six championships in 10 seasons, and seven championships in total. An absolute dynasty. That's going to wrap it us here today for Jake's Takes. Thank you for joining me on another edition of Jake's Takes. I'll be back next Saturday to provide more of my takes we have to cover. Remember to visit Television Sports at tvsportsmag.com. Follow our Instagram at Television Sports underscore and our Twitter account at underscore TV Sports. And don't forget to follow Jake's Takes Instagram account, Jake's Takes TVS, for everything you need podcast-wise. And contact my email, sjake at tvsportstaff.com. Join the show, ask questions, or request an interview or feature. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, follow button, leave a like, comment, rating on the podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast. As always, I'm Jake Serrano signing off. Thank you once again for listening, and remember to keep up with all your sports needs with Tunnel Vision Sports, a positive shift in sports media. Bye, guys. Love you. Homie, day and night, day and night. Got the party jumping, about to break the ice.